Hello, I'm with my guests, Hank and Sharon Uloff, who has been voted America's number one coaching team for small businesses. I'm going to turn over the mic to both Hank and Sharon. It's not too often that I have two guests on on one episode, so that's always fun. So I'm going to let you first tell our listeners about yourselves. Let's see. I was born. No, uh, we're, <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, we are, Sharon and Hank, we are small business coaches. Uh, business started a while ago. And about 12 years ago, one of my clients needed PR, excuse me, HR help. Um, I dragged <laughs> Sharon kicking and screaming out of her entertainment job yeah, that she helps. loved. I dragged her kicking yeah. and screaming. That's exactly what the story is going to go. Uh, it worked out really well and she never left. So now we've, we coach small business owners on sales, marketing, HR. Uh, and back office systems. Yeah. We're, we've published seven different uh, books that have hit bestseller on Amazon. And we have a hell of a lot of fun. We just got off a cruise ship a couple of days ago. So we're, we're sort of in work mode. So you are catching us. We, I'm still like ordering, you know, drinks so on, on the app and they find you on the ship. You, wow. Yes. They, no matter where you are, it's really cool. So Even if you leave the place where you ordered them, they, they follow you. you. It's amazing. Wow. It, it's big brother. Perfectly done. <laughs> sure so that's us nothing wrong with big brother if they're bringing you a drink right no absolutely not and food too it was awesome so we're gonna be a little we're a little chatty at the moment because and we just got off on my on mondays when we're recording this listeners um we do a mastermind call for all of our clients and we finished like 30 minutes ago and there were a dozen people on and we finished everyone. They all were, were taken care of. And but we're now in chat mode. So best of luck. <laughs> we we're in good spirits today. Oh. That's great though. <laughs> um, as most of my listeners are young adults, and can you tell us what were some of the lessons that you learned from your 20s? You, you want to go first? Because you have better lessons than I did. I'm just gonna tell them, don't your your boss is an idiot. <laughs> start your own business. Yeah, start your own business as soon as as soon as you can. I, I waited, you know, way too long, and my mom finally said to my dad, Here, "Write him a check to go get a fax machine and let him start." His they own don't business. know what a fax machine. I know is. Fax, <laughs> a fax machine is how we used to transfer information in the in the old days. Uh, ask your parents or your grandparents or. God, I shouldn't have said the word facts. <laughs> anyway, uh, my dad wrote me a check and I started the business and, and I got to say kiss off to my boss. It was really cool. <laughs> what about you? Uh, let's see. You know, my I think my lessons were, one of them is that what, whatever, whatever career path you're on now may not be the one you're on forever. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and that's okay. Don't, don't be so attached to it that, oh my God, this has to be the one thing that I'm going to do for the next X decades. Life changes and, and be flexible. It's fine. Go, go where it's supposed to go. Don't, Mm -hmm. don't get stuck just because you think that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. How's that for starters? I have, I have a couple more. (laughs) Feel free Uh, to share them. my, my, My generation has sucked 
at getting younger generations involved in nonprofits and on boards of directors. Mm-hmm. Uh, civic life. Civic, yeah. Um, the generation before mine did a really good job of getting, you know, boomers and Gen X involved, and we've sucked at it. Um, if you, which means you're missing out. No kidding. Apologies. Sorry. Um, fine, fine. No matter what you do for your avocation, uh, if it's a job, if it's your own business, do find something that speaks to your heart. Get involved. Uh, raise your hand. Say, you know, get on boards. Don't don't think just because you're 20 something that you can't be in a leadership position. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can. So and step you up now. <laughs> Do that. Yeah. You guys brought up a good segue to my next question, actually. Um, you've already mentioned how you made career shifts in your own life, but I'm curious on what led you to your career path now. You talked about being able to tell your boss, see ya, I'm doing this, but what ultimately made you decide to want to do that? Your, your story is far more, you know, that way than mine is. By the way, is this video? Are they say, or are they just hearing us, or are they going to see us? Just hearing. Oh, sorry. So You're guys, fine. <laughs> I made kind of a, a waggy back and forth motion, and sorry, <laughs> sorry about that. You're well, fine. <laughs> yeah, but what led is not really all that. You know, you know. for for me, it was kind of simple. Uh, in high school, I won a contest, and I got to go to a stockholders meeting for a company called Beatrice Foods in Los Angeles, California. And while I was taking in what happened at a stockholders meeting, uh, the question came up, well, who runs this sort of stuff for a big company? And it was the PR department, public relations. Uh, well, that might be fun. So I looked into that, uh, found out who was, who was writing the textbooks. And it, it, the, at the time it was Dr. Allen Center. In fact, his books, and by the way, if you're ever on a radio show, make sure you turn your phone I off. I thought I did. Listeners. <sighs> um, anyway, I looked up where he was teaching. It was San Diego State. And that was far enough away from home that my parents couldn't just drop in. <laughs> uh, but close enough that I could bring my laundry home on weekends. So I went to San Diego State, got the degree. And while I was there, I found out that you make more money in advertising than public relations. So um, mm. I weaseled my way into creating a double major that didn't exist graduated with an advertising and PR degree with another in economics. And I did, I've worked somehow promoting businesses since college. So he's one of those weird, weird uh, creatures where he is still working in his degree, but that, yeah. that's rare. Yeah, I, it is. It, yeah. You're and yours yeah. is child development, which really only helped in working with, you know, me as married life. So. <laughs> She has a degree in child development, which was coming way handy. Yeah, I thought I was going to teach. I did. I taught for five years, severely emotionally disturbed kids. Which also works for me. <laughs> um, and yeah, that was not the end all be all. I, I said, yeah, no, not decades and decades of that. That was not going to work. Oh. Um, so yeah, it, it, it did get buried. Uh, I worked in accounting and then HR and office management and um, so that did kind of stick. And then as Hank said, when, when we, when I joined his company, we're now able to help small business owners with a more rounded view of their business yep. um, by helping them with marketing and sales and the HR and back office systems. And we spend 24 seven together, which is really cool. Yeah. <laughs> but we, we've, we've been together for 33 years. We've been married not long enough. 
Um, we just we just celebrated our 30th together. Uh, it makes it much easier to mm-hmm. have your relationship work for your business. And it doesn't work for everybody, but it's worked really well for us. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, congrats on the anniversary. <laughs> yeah. And some I... of our listeners are thinking, my God, Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> but you know how to have a good time. Oh God. Yeah. Are you kidding? <laughs> If you're not having fun, you're doing something wrong. Exactly. Exactly. Life is too short to be serious all the time. (laughs) I know it, I know it gets hard, especially during this COVID time, but yeah, you, you, you gotta have even those moments, right? Enjoy those moments. Mm -hmm. I know whenever, um, we talked back in, I think it was August or September, um, (laughs) and you filled out the form online and one of your topics that you said you could talk about was um roadblocks to for small business owners can you talk about what you believe are some of the common roadblock roadblocks for young adults that are starting their own businesses we speak for a living too i get that all the time <laughs> you know what's funny um virtually every one of our clients will say i want to I, I want to do this but i can't do it until i have this done whatever x and whatever y is which is usually it's total crap. <laughs> uh, you know, I can't I can't write write a book because it needs a cover, and I would have to design what the cover looks like, or I have to know the title, or I have to, yeah, mm-hmm. or I can't start a business because I don't have a website, or right. I haven't chosen a name, right? Or you know, there's all sorts of none of which is relevant. You can get your first client without having a name for your company or a website or whatever, and, and most of that we find comes from a confidence factor. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're coaches, but we have coaches. Mm-hmm. And understand you're not in this alone. There are a lot of people that will reach, you know, that if you reach out, they will answer some questions and, and you. you know, gently push you uh, in, in a correct direction. Um, and it's okay to make a mistake. Uh, you know, we have, we have a program that we're putting together for nonprofits to help them generate revenue. Mm. And we know how it's going to work. Well, we ha- we know what the process is. We don't know if it's going to work yet. Um, we're putting the website together and still don't have a name for the project. But we have half a dozen different URLs picked out just in case. Uh, we're writing all of the copy. We have videos shot for it. We have some nonprofits that want to beta test it. Still don't have a solid name yet. But mm-hmm. if we waited, yeah, who knows how long it'll take? And yeah. I just why wait? Why wait? Mm-hmm. So even if we go into a beta test with a beta name, uh, we're still going to go through with it. So don't wait. Just do it. Make mistakes. It's okay. Crap happens. Yeah. And yeah. one of the best lessons that I've learned is that your, your ideal clients, they don't want to see you perfect anyway. They want yeah. to see how you handle the imperfection. Yeah. And who knows your beta testers might actually come up with a name for you. You never know. You know we're open. We are hoping. <laughs> because it's, it's odd. Um, we have a lot of different programs and naming them has never been a challenge. No, it's always just kind of and coming up for names for our clients is not a challenge either. But for some reason, this one is this a little. Bit, 
It, it just it, it feels too. The names we have come up feel too formal. Yeah, mm. and this is really close to our heart. We've sat on the boards of, of like a dozen different nonprofits. I have an MBA in nonprofit management. Yeah, okay. so this is this one is really close to home. So we get it. Yeah. You know, and and, it, and we've run this past a lot of people, and no one's nailed it yet. Yeah. And but honest to God, if we went with the name that we've got at the moment, it's fine. It'll work. It's it's okay. Yeah. The name doesn't really matter. It's what it does. Yeah. I just want exactly. A, I just want a cool name. And, <laughs> and Google was taken. <laughs> no, we wouldn't. Have. Oh, Sharon, you said something I kind of want to backtrack to, because I know also, um, you all put on the form, the importance of knowing your ideal client. Um, can you share why this is really important for business owners? Because I think it could be easily to say, easy to say, oh, I want to be, I want everyone to be my customer, but that's really not the, not the case. You talk about the importance of knowing your ideal customer. You, you probably do want everyone, but you still need to segment them and know that any particular post or blog post or ad or elevator story or whatever that you put out needs to be addressed to a particular audience. So they don't need to be your only audience. Just know this is the one for this audience. You may have a different mm -hmm. one for a different audience, but if you try to make one message capture everybody, nobody will feel like you're actually talking to them and they're not going to raise their hand and want more information. Yeah, it's, it's really fun. If you want to see how this works, um, start watching ads on TV and, and watch some shows you wouldn't necessarily watch. You know, and to see who those ads are targeted. Yeah. Towards. And look yeah. at the ads and see who's there. Uh, it's interesting to see who the, the advertisers think um, are watching those shows. And let's just say, you know, Toyota is an example or Coca-Cola. Uh, the people that they put in different ads that they put on different shows can be very different sometimes. Or different channels. I mean, uh -huh. imagine if, you, if yeah. you don't normally watch the Hallmark channel, go watch and see, right? It's, a, it's really clear who their ideal client is. Yeah. Or My idea is. of hell. <laughs> Right, he's not the ideal client. Stuck, watch. It's <laughs> yeah. the only channel. I'm, I'm, I'm stuck. Without the remote, the remote has no batteries, and it's stuck on the Hallmark channel. <laughs> and it's Christmas time, and all they're running are Christmas movies. You could turn it off. Well, why would <laughs> TV off? <laughs> That's just silly. Yeah. It, so, uh, look, you're, you're. We hear it so often. Oh, everybody will, will like my product. Yeah, they probably anybody will. With skin. Sure, anyone, yeah. Everyone that needs financial service, whatever it yeah, is. And that's nice, but look at it. Let's try it a different way. Uh, who do you think your most profitable clients are going to be? Or who do you want to work with the most? Mm -hmm. you know, we work with small business owners. Probably not as profitable as if we worked for really large companies, but it's not as fun for us. Yeah. You know, we can pick on small business owners and they'll take it better than large companies. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So. Yeah. The, there's also the, the, you're probably not the only one that does what you do, whatever that mm -hmm. is. And your clients need to know, well, why am I choosing to work with you versus Jane Doe next door that claims to do exactly the same thing? Mm -hmm. 
and some of what you say in those posts and those blog posts and in your elevator story will attract the audience that you want to work with if, if you craft it right. By the way, Chrissy, did you know that you're you're really near a city that you can't quite follow that rule for to watch the ads? Oklahoma City and San Diego, and there's a, a city on the East Coast, I think it's Raleigh, um, have been test cities for years because their demographics are, are they have a wide demographic and companies can test in those cities and see how things are going to work. So if you're in, in San Diego or Oklahoma City, you're seeing some things that other people will never see. Wow, that's interesting. Kind of fun. <laughs> um, they don't test stuff out in Los Angeles, Miami, New York. No, it's these, these smaller, decent-sized cities that have a, a very wide demographic. Uh, a lot of my listeners are considering um, starting their own business. So Yay! I would, <laughs> I would it. love do it now. <laughs> yes. I would love for you all to share what you would consider your number one tip for people considering starting their own small business. Um, do that. Yeah. Do that. <laughs> um, do the thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, make sure. Number one tip, make sure you have enough funding to, to get started. Um, it doesn't always mean a lot. Yeah. It, it, website. A few hundred dollars is sometimes all you Product. Need. Yeah. I, it, you, it depends on what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sharon's right. Listen to Sharon. Uh, <laughs> but you have to have some kind of funding. Um, don't build your website on one of those piece of crap platforms that, that right. advertise you can have your website up in 30 seconds don't do that <laughs> the seo is going to screw you um make sure that you, you, you sometimes you get what you don't pay for yeah mm-hmm. um go on the internet do a google search see if what you're going to do is being done somewhere if it's being done that's fine you know there, there were other search engines before google uh but learn from what they're doing sometimes uh we'll look at what competitors of our clients are doing in, in other cities. You know, we want to get an idea of what are they doing right? What, what are they doing that we think is wrong? Uh, you can learn an awful lot by doing some research on Google. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, don't rip off somebody's idea and, and just change the name, but you can find some ideas that are going to help you. Like your, your personality and your, what your background, uh, is going to influence how you do what you're going to do. Right. Just look at, at what has been done before. Uh, there's there's a lot that you can learn from it. Success leaves clues. It does. And the other thing that I'll say is we we hear from a lot of startups that, oh, well, I can't start until I have a business plan. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. You don't need a business yeah. plan. Your business plan is, have, as Hank said, have enough money to start right? Because it, it's going to take a little while to get that cash flow. So make sure that you're not starving mm-hmm. um, and make more money than you spend. Good one. <laughs> Good one. Right. That's your business plan. Um, and and the you're... only time you really need a business plan, a formal written business plan is if you're going to get a small business loan. And then typically that funder will have their own form. So we see way too many startup businesses that they buy some book or they go, they Google some form and they spend all this time. And I say spend, not invest. They spend all this time 
designing what they think is supposed to be the best business plan when they could have gone and gotten their first client, by the mm-hmm. way. Um, and don't do that. If you really need a business loan, the funder has their own form. They'll tell you what they need to fill out. Yeah. Yeah. And nothing, if you're going to get funding, nothing uh, works better than saying, I already have clients and this is, this. here are my sales up to this point. Right. Heck, look at Shark Tank. You know, when you watch Shark Tank, <laughs> yes. it, it always comes down to, so what are your sales? Mm-hmm. What are your numbers? Know your numbers. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Know what it's going to take to make a profit. And, um, you know, we talked about this today on, on our coaching call because th- there were three different clients that are, are starting different programs. Uh, one is, let's see, I can talk about it a little bit. Um, she does, she does coaching for families that have a, a family member that's addicted to something. She helps them get out of it. So she's starting a, co- a, a program. Um, another woman does, helps people that are changing careers. So she has a coaching program. And another one, oh. She helps new authors yeah. in a particular niche. Yeah. We'll just give it and name. they all, be, it, it's awesome. Um, we said, all right, so what are you going to charge? And, and this is continuing the conversation. And because we set them up this way, they, they all came up pretty well. Uh, don't undercharge for what you're doing. Just because you're new doesn't mean you don't have expertise and that your time mm-hmm. and knowledge isn't valuable. It is, and you should be paid for it. And, and we made that, we had that challenge. You know, we were on a call a year ago now. We had, again, full, you know, Zoom screen, they're all there. And we were talking about this. It, it comes up a lot. How you price what yeah. you do comes up a lot. And one of them said, well, your group coaching is only X. I was like, Oh, so we're charging too little. I said, how many people here think we charge too little? All the hands went up. I said, fine, look at the website tomorrow morning. And I raised it $500 for the year. And then six months later, I raised another $500. And interestingly enough, this year we had an incredible year and people keep paying what we're paying. So next year at some point, we're going to raise it again. Uh, we will find in economics terms, you know, we will find that point on the graph, you know, sales versus time uh, where sales stop going up. But until we find that point where people are willing, not willing to, we'll just keep raising it because Mm -hmm. our group coaching is a relatively new thing. We've only done it a couple of years. Um, But, you know, I I think I'm I'm happy with the pricing right now, but I can see us raising again. Yeah. So just don't, don't charge too little. See, there's a mistake. There's a mistake we made. Charge too little when you're starting the group coaching program. And Darn I think it. this, I think that's so relevant. And given just the time we're in, I feel like people are finally um, fighting against like low wages, whether you work, you know, fast food, whatever industry, I think fi- the pandemic made people realize, oh my goodness, well, I want yeah. a sustainable life for myself. Well, well, well just just know we did it. We started our group coaching because we're, we're changing how we want our life to look at. The first question we ask a new client is what do you want your life to look like? Mm-hmm. We want to help and, you get the life you want, not design what you think is the perfect business. And then you're like, well, but now my life sucks. Yeah. Like that's, that's not the right answer. Right. <laughs> and our private coaching, you know, the investment for that hasn't changed and that's, you know, that's a higher ticket. It's it's, but you know, there's a lot more deliverables for us for sure. And that program, we, we found the equilibrium on that a while ago, and that, you know, still pulls in clients. And, it, and it's uh, a large enough investment that 
somebody's going to do the work that you know it's what's got to get done mm-hmm. um and it pays for us to do a lot of stuff for them so the balance is there but with the group program it was new and we had to we figured that one out right so you can yeah. do it too so get yeah. started Exactly. Right, all right. Show of hands, listeners. How many of you are ready to start right now? <laughs> Look at that. I see 27 of them already. The hands went up. Yes. But I think that's great because I do. I mean, I know I work in career services and just, I think as students start taking not just their first job, but probably their first couple of jobs, they're just like, I'll take whatever, no matter what it pays almost just to say, like, I have something coming in and yeah. Well, that's not always the best way to go, but I understand why it happens. But most people do that. It's not, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. you know, we, we've... If, if, unless you happen to live with parents that are willing to keep funding you. Um, most of the time they kind of want their, their nest back. So they kick you out. So you have to yeah. do something to bring money in mm-hmm. or more than one thing. That's, that's okay too. Right. So you do, you do the thing to, to make sure that you have food and housing and then whatever your passion is, you build that on the side until you're earning enough from the side hustle that it's now the main hustle and you can let go of it. You know, mm-hmm. main hustle. Skip, yep. Coach, skip Coachella this year, put the money into a sa- you know, the savings and, you know, build your nest egg a little. And, you know, if you, sometimes- Make we, your coffee at home. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Starbucks, that- coffee, Starbucks isn't all that good to be. You know? I agree. And I did that for a little while and I was like, it really shows you how much that one cup of coffee every other day adds up though. Yes. Now, what, when you were doing that, did you take the money you would have spent and put it into the jar? No, but Good. I got, I felt like I got to spend it on other things that actually brought me joy Yeah, <laughs> longer than, longer than a cup of coffee would. Exactly. Oh, no, not that a splurge is not okay sometimes. Right. right. So and, it is about the joy. If, yeah. if it's bringing you joy, then reward yourself occasionally. Although I would say find some other find some other reward that isn't always food based. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, we used to we we started doing meetings before we left LA a few years ago. We live in Sedona, Arizona now. Um, we started doing our meetings at Panera because at Panera you could just go refill your coffee mm-hmm. if you were having a meeting and the music was better and the coffee was just the same. and the seating so, was better. Yeah, the seating was better. So we just <laughs> found a different an alternative and it cost less to do it that way. <laughs> All right. This is my fun question. I always love to ask guests, but <laughs> we've already kind of covered what you're watching on TV, I think. So if there's anything else you're streaming. Oh, you know what we're watching? I'll tell you what we're watching. Okay. First of all, I don't know what we're watching because Hank is in charge of our entertainment. So whatever <laughs> we're watching is on play. So don't ask yeah. me what time anything is on or what the names of any yeah. sh- I don't know. It just arrives on the television in front of me. <laughs> we, I, I, I just, re- we started watching Dexter again because yes. we watched it before. Yes. And at episode six, I realized I am completely hooked on this again. We are rooting for the, ser- the serial killer. For sure. uh, we have a new episode. It's on the DVR now. Can't wait to watch it. <laughs> so hooked on that. Uh, uh, what else? Do, there's a there's a, there's a bunch of shows we do I, enjoy. I I am uh, partial to medical shows. I was that odd kid. My step monster was a an, a registered nurse, and in my spare time, so spare during time. 
during, well, this is when I was a kid, you know, I was a teenager. So during uh, summer break, when I had finished reading whatever it was I was reading and I couldn't go to the library right that second or whatever, I would pull one of her nursing books off the shelf. And so that, that was my entertaining reading during summer. So I am partial to medical shows, even since I never went to medical school, I didn't go that route. Um, but, but I'm still really interested. So doctors doctors don't really do bad. that. They don't argue like they get to a point of fighting over a patient. I know, but I, I, I like to practice my uh, diagnostician um, skills. Yeah. <laughs> I'll pause it. All right. What does that patient have? <laughs> Let's see if you're right. Uh, it's I my did, own game show, right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's na- name the disease. <laughs> Oh, Outland, Outland, Outlander is coming back in March. Can't wait for that. Oh, that was fun. Um, but see, I won't know until it just shows up. I know. It's, it's already set. <laughs> it's coming back. Uh, Succession is awesome. Billions is awesome. Uh, Terrible people. Miserable people. <laughs> uh, just all of them are horrific people. But we still watch. Uh, I like um, the, the Prime Minister's questions on BBC. Mm. that's always fun and the rachel maddow show which is (laughs) nightly social science (laughs) (laughs) all right so it's the question you were going to ask before we skip the tv question in listener oh that's part one of the question i usually like to ask what books people are reading oh what are we reading you know i can tell you what we're writing we're not really yeah we're not we we tend to we don't tend to read books, honestly. We tend to read snippets. And so it's a, a lot of blogs. It's a lot of blogs, um, articles. Um, we might we might read portions of books, right? This particular thing is really important for us to know right now. So there's a one of the things that I'm I'm an avid webinar watcher, mm-hmm. but it takes that takes a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the things that I I learned. Probably a couple of years ago, was are you watching it because you need to know this right now, or it's something that you might need to know later? And if it's something I might need to know later, then let's focus on the things I need to know right now. Mm-hmm. So I don't, do I really need to read the whole book right now? I probably don't, but I need this one thing that's actually really crucial right now. Yeah. And yeah. right now we're writing our eighth book, so that kind of that takes up the, our reading yeah. time. <laughs> Yeah, I'm about <laughs> 6,000 words in, so we're, I don't know, 20% in or so. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's the, that's, it's going to be called the physics of marketing. Or something. Like or something. That's like the working that. title. Yes. This is, this is my, our highbrow book. Um, I've wanted to write this forever, but I got a, a B in high school physics and it was the biggest gift of my life. Mm. And um, I didn't take high school physics. And, I got a C in college. Yeah. <laughs> And one of our friends heard us talk, we're on stage, we're talking. And I said, I've always wanted to write this book. And he's, and he's in the back and later he goes, you know, I used to teach physics. I could, I could write the physics part because it's, mm-hmm. we'll talk about a physical law of the universe and how it applies to marketing. For example, what is it? The uh, Newton's third law. Of I, actually, I think Randy corrected this and it's not really, it's, book. yeah. I don't wanna... It's a law of thermodynamics. You can see that B was really a good joke. Uh, <laughs> a body in motion stays in motion until actually drawn by an outside force. Um, some some listener is a physics yes. major that is <laughs> screaming <laughs> at me. You, you almost got a dumbass. <laughs> so, 
Um, basically, the marketing part of that chapter is going to say, yeah, if you keep doing marketing that sucks, your marketing is going to continue to suck. Now, the book is far more interesting than that, <laughs> but that's been the example for a while. And we're, we're uh, like, like I said, about five or 6,000 words in. Mm-hmm. So we did, we, we spent a couple of days on the cruise ship. We were on a, a writing. Wow. We we're on vacation writing a book. Uh, so no wonder you needed some of those drinks. <laughs> yeah. Right? Oh, I, I don't, I don't know the, the alcohol content of those yeah, ship the, drinks. I think was it was more not, sugar than alcohol. Yeah. Those boat mm. drinks were not, were not. Potent. <laughs> they was, were tasty, but not, not buzzworthy. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think we got more buzzed on the tequila tasting during <sighs> the tours. <laughs> that was Than on the actual cruise ship. Oh, actual <laughs> ship. oh my God. That was awesome. <laughs> Except for the two bottles of champagne. Yeah. Those do have alcohol. Those, those definitely. Because they do. weren't watered down lately. No, they were not. We had fun. In case you couldn't tell. <laughs> really I bet. Where was your cruise to? Mexico. Uh, the Sea of Cortez. Awesome. Yeah. And and not on that carnival crap. We don't go on carnival. That's just. Yeah. Now, listeners, I understand. <laughs> They're affordable. They're affordable. The age demographic works, but. There are, but not for us. There are so many better cruises. For sure. You know, Princess, Celebrity, Holland America. Just Royal Caribbean. No kidding. Yes. There are better options. Food's better. <laughs> yes. My parents went on a princess cruise a few years yeah. ago. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, as we wrap up, is there anything you want to leave listeners with either about um, small business, being a small business owner or life in general? You know, Owning your own business beats the crap out of working for somebody else. <laughs> you'll you'll work harder. You'll probably work longer time, but yeah. you'll enjoy it more. And yeah. and you get the the freedom to choose when you're working. So yes, you might work longer, but you know one of the one of the best best times that that I had is um, when Hank's dad was in assisted and skilled nursing. Oh, you enjoyed the fact my dad was dying. Well, okay. I got to bring my laptop and be with him for 12 hours a day. I, if I was yeah. working for somebody else, I couldn't say, hey, I'm going to go take my laptop and I'm going to go work in the skilled nursing facility with my father-in-law, okay? Like, they're mm-hmm. not going to say okay to that. No. So, but, and, and Sharon's, you know, our, our passports are always updated because we have relatives in other places. And if Sharon needs to get on a plane tomorrow, um, she's getting on a plane tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, something happens somewhere else. I don't have to ask a boss permission, oh, you know. Right. So not even I do so. have to ask Hank, but <laughs> you're not waiting for approval from no, someone no, else. No, not even close. <laughs> you, you got that. Did you? <laughs> we get to, to take a vacation uh, in in our industry. Uh, taking vacations in December because we still own a, a promo company of putting logos on stuff, and December is not the optimum time to take vacation. But yet we just did. Mm-hmm. All of our clients knew, hey, and, you know, get your get your act together. And my Facebook memory <laughs> right, shows right. us that this is actually the third cruise that we've done in December. Oh, yeah. So this is a repeated pattern. <laughs> we, we, we they're, they're more affordable as long as you're not trying to do Christmas, New Year's, but right. early yeah. in December, the more affordable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And tell you what, um, you know, can we we'll, we'll we'll give you something. Tell you what, if you if you're gonna start a business, um, if you need 30 minutes, go to how to get there faster.com. And you can ask us whatever questions you have about your own business. Um, if you want one of our books, uh, look us up on Amazon, find the book you like, 
Uh, it's Y-U-L-O-F-F. Send us an email and we'll just email you the book. Uh, so you'll have to go to uloffcreative.com for that. Uh, we do marketing, small business breakthrough bootcamp. See, we named it small business breakthrough bootcamp. That was easy to do because what is it? <laughs> small business owners get business breakthroughs. Gee, that was simple. Uh, we do those a couple times a year. We do them virtually now. Thank you, Zoom. Um, if you want a free ticket, go to planyourmarketing.com. I sent you to the free ticket, not the one where you're going to have to pay for it because you're students. So we understand. And then listening to Chrissy. Exactly. <laughs> and it, by the way, if you want one of our books, you have to tell us about one other of Chrissy's episodes. You have to, we have to know that you listen to it. This one plus another one. So you have to tell us that you listened to another one of Chrissy's episodes and what it was all about. And we will check. So. There. There, there's, there's there's three ways we will we'll help you out. Awesome. And that was actually a good segue to my last question um, was how can people find you online? So it's uloftcreative.com yeah. and any other websites? We're on every social media, Uloft Creative, Instagram, Facebook. You know. uh, we, were, we were hanging out on Clubhouse a lot, uh, but our audience, you were, you were talking about who's your target audience. We found out our target audience isn't hanging out on Clubhouse of Pepper Coaching. Mm -hmm. At least not coaching they're willing to expend revenue for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we, we kind of aren't hanging out, but everywhere else, you love creative, we're there. Yeah, I completely understand. I go through kind of waves with Clubhouse. It's just <laughs> not my jam. Yeah. Right? Look, I, I yeah. was, yeah, yeah. We're recording this, so I won't, I won't get as deep as I think I could or should there. We'll talk so, offline. As, as, as soon as we start recording, we'll, we'll have that conversation. <laughs> yes, okay. <laughs> and listeners, for only $19.95, if you subscribe to Chrissy's podcast, you can be part of the after conversation. Hit that, hit that now, subscribe to Chrissy, and you will hear the after conversation. It's only $19.95 a month. <laughs> and, and by the way if you thought for a second you really wanted to hear the conversation and you had the, the thought in your head okay is 20 bucks that much do i really want? that's how you start building your business online you create funnels where people want to join your membership site yes yes there's a there's a tip for you mm -hmm. or starbucks right there no kidding <laughs> All right. Hank and Sharon, thanks for being the guest tonight. Um, I learned a lot and I know that our listeners will gain a lot from this. You dropped a lot of gems and just great wisdom um, from your experience. So thank you for that. Thank Chrissy, you. thanks for having us on. This is fun. Yeah. <laughs> You're and welcome. everybody, you, you need, you need to listen, seriously, listen to more of our episodes, uh, start networking. If you can get on our show, that'd be awesome. Cause then you get third-party validation for your company, which is what you really need. Thank you for listening to the Bliss with Chris podcast. Please be sure to visit blisswithchris.com to join the mailing list and to receive updates about my upcoming book, Find Your Bliss, A 20-Something Guide to Life. See you in the next episode.